0: Hey there, if you're listening to this and you support us on Patreon, you can hear it via the Patreon page ad-free. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and this week, once again, we are sharing new under-the-radar music you need to hear, Buried Treasures. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. Let's get right into the Buried Treasures.
1: All right, Jim, I'm going to start us off. I want to play a, uh, an artist I have long been excited about, one of the, uh, the great artists in the Midwest, uh, extending and bringing forward the history of house music. Uh, Jalen, Jalen Patton, I think uh, originally from Gary, Indiana, producer and composer, uh, associated with that uh, footwork scene. Hyper-competitive, post-house music, you know, provided the soundtrack for footwork competitions initially. Mm. It's kind of like the soundtrack for these amazing dancers. And if if you have not seen a footwork, uh, you know event.
0: It's really worth checking out. No, that is a new term to me. Is that like the next step beyond stepping music? (laughs) Well, no, I mean Footwork's been around for decades, actually. It's, you know, there's like
1: people like uh, uh, R.P. Boo and DJ Rashad. I did stories on these folks, these godfathers of the scene back in the the 90s. Mm. Uh, But the scene has really blossomed in the decades since. It's really kind of flourished from from more of a live event type of music. Uh, you know, similar to way hip hop started in the parks, footwork started in the parks in Chicago. You know, these mm. DJs playing this these intricate rhythms and these dancers doing these incredible uh, dance moves on top of it. Uh, now, uh, artists like uh, like Jay Lynn are are taking it to the next level. Uh, it's gone from an event music that you can play at an outdoor event to accompany dancers to being a genre within itself where the dancing can be in your head as you're listening over headphones in a darkened room. You know, mm. it's like that kind of uh, intricacy and and kind of ev- evolution that this music is, has has uh, incorporated into its into its uh, 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 into its development over the last decade. Jalen started out very much in thrall with uh, R. P. Boo and D. J. Rashad and and the founders of the genre. They were mentors to her long distance. She would be calling them from Gary. You know, they're, they're living in Chicago. She didn't drive in. She was just calling these folks, and they were helping her out with her, with her mixes. Her music started out very sample-based, and now she's evolved where she's really doing a lot of the composing on her own. She's basically starting each of, each of her tracks from scratch, mm. so she's not using samples. She's creating the music on her keyboards and synthesizers and computers uh, at home and, and creating these very intricate... Uh, compositions. She's also st- uh, started working and collaborating with musicians, like for example, on this uh, latest project that she's working on. She's been working with this Chicago ensemble, Third Coast Percussion, uh, a quartet uh, associated with avant-garde and classical music. Mm. Uh, Jalen comes very much from that background, where she is take looking at this as sort of a, a avant-garde new music, um, and uh, she was shortlisted as a finalist for the 2023. Uh, Pulitzer Prize in music because of these kind of collaborations. Uh, She released a single back in July called Fourth Perspective, and recently she shared a new single from this project with Third Coast Percussion called Paradigm. Uh, It is a frenetic and constantly evolving composition. You can practically imagine those dancers, uh, you know, boogieing out to this track I mean <laughs> it, it's hyper speed dancing but at the same time the music itself is rewarding in its own way you know I would I would think it's kind of like the polar opposite of like one of Brian Eno's ambient compositions you know mm. same kind of thing where it's like a movie playing in your head Jail with Paradigm on Sound Opinions That is Paradigm from Jay Lynn, uh, another master stroke from, I think, one of the uh, most innovative artists of the last decade. Still
0: based in Gary, Indiana, Greg? As
1: far as I know, um, but uh, Gerilyn Patton is worldwide right now. That music yeah. has resonated around the world with uh, you know its innovation.
0: Well, worldwide and uh, instrumental, uh, I'm going to play a track from an artist named Buck Curran. Buck uh, is best known uh, in the sort of psychedelic folk. Indie Underground, uh, five albums with, uh, the psych folk duo Arborea, uh, with partner Shanti Deschain, and now a new album coming, The Long Distance, that is a solo effort and a big departure, uh, Buck is renowned for his acoustic guitar, which sometimes doesn't sound at all like an acoustic guitar, he's manipulating with reverb and, uh, string overtones and all sorts of dynamic stuff, uh, now incorporating analog synthesizer and harmonium, which is, uh, as far as traditional instruments go, I think the closest uh, of any that gets to an analog synthesizer, Mm -hmm. those wonderful drones. Um, I heard this and instantly flipped out, hearing echoes of uh, Poppel Vu, who did, uh, you know, the German uh, band uh, yeah. from the 70s, uh, did a lot of work with uh, Werner Herzog. Um, also, you hear Tangerine Dream in there. Uh, you know, I'm a sucker for analog synth. Uh, but there's also a sort of storytelling happening in this music. uh, Kuren's, uh writing about Growing up, Scots Irish uh, in a big family, many of whom served in the Vietnam War. Uh, and also the, the neighborhood in Detroit, Hazel Park, where uh, where he grew up and, and loved a grandmother who passed uh, while he was living there. Um, most of this album was recorded in 18 hours. Bam! March 24th into March 25th last year. Uh, except for this track. This is the standout epic track on the record it's called prometheus uh i wish we could play it all for you but uh here is a little taste and the long distance uh is the new album i recommend you listen to the whole thing Prometheus by Buck Curran. I, I figured that would get your motor going too, Greg. I thought that was great. Yeah, I, I isn't it? it. <laughs> I, was, I was I was like, wow, Dear Goddess likes this stuff.
1: Okay, we're good, man. I, I turn you on to some good <laughs> stuff. I'm no, really, I mean I just didn't figure this was like in your wheelhouse. Crowd Rock, fantastic. Crowd, of course I love. Yeah, it. I love it. And now let's go to one of our producers, Sol Delgadillo. Sol, what kind of a track are you going to play for us?
2: so i chose an album that dropped recently the album house on a hill by eric nam and the song is sink or swim and i chose it because i mean it's just a good pop song i don't really have any any like technical things to say about it i just like it you know it kind of it i like the whole album and it just kind of sounds like if i liked ed sheeran like if if ed sheeran (laughs) sounded good to me um But I I just wanted to give a little bit of background about uh, Eric Nam himself. Um, He's a K-pop artist. Um, Surprise, surprise. You are our K-pop
0: correspondent, Soul.
2: That's me. Yep, I'm her. Um, A K-pop artist originally from Atlanta, and then he made it big in South Korea after he debuted in 2012, after being on a show there. And the show, I guess, was kind of similar to X Factor, so... He did like an audition, did a boot camp, and then you know got to be in like the final three or something like that. Um, and I'm also seeing him next month at the Riviera, so I'm I'm very excited. If you if you can't tell, I got a fact
0: I think you don't know, Seoul, or you would have mentioned mm. it. Uh, he was Korea's Man of the Year last year. Mm, oh
2: yeah, Man of the Year. I wonder yeah.
0: how, how does one get to be Man of the Year for an entire nation.
2: You you be very handsome and you be very talented. Uh-huh. And, Probably and very
0: rich too. And, and you sink and
2: very yeah. And you have a lot of money. Yeah. And you
0: sink or swim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly.
0: All right, Eric Noms, sink or swim. <laughs> Oh, we do love to cover the waterfront on Sound Opinions. Sol Delgadillo's pick, Eric Nam. And now our new Columbia College intern, uh, Max Hatlam. Max, what are you going to play for us? Hey, guys. My pick
3: for this week is a song called Delete It by the band MS Paint. That's in all caps and no spaces, MS Paint. And that's off their debut album that came out earlier this year, Post-American. I would describe this band as a hardcore punk band with electronic elements. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that is because I come from that scene, and so that's what I'm hearing. I think other people will have a different interpretation of what this band is doing. Um, The shows look hardcore. They played a DIY basement venue in my hometown, and I didn't get to go to that, but there's a great video of it on YouTube. If you search MS Paint Live at the Bug House...
0: Where was the bug house, Max? Where'd you come from? Uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Ah, uh, okay. so yeah. All right. Do you even know? Uh, you know, being a youngster, more or less. Do you even know what MS Paint was? Oh, the classic Windows uh, art program. Okay, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. you were probably playing with it as a kindergartner because yeah. I think well, it's gone
3: now, right? You oh, can't... I was still using it in high school. I'm 33, so okay, All yeah. Right. Um, It it stuck around for a while, and I think that's probably... They are from Mississippi, so maybe the MS Mm. comes from that. But I'd like to think that it's named after the Windows
0: program. Yeah, I think... Well, and then the song being deleted. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So this is just a four-piece band. um, Drummer, bass, vocalist, screamer, singer, growler, whatever term you want to (laughs) use there. Cookie monster. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But no guitar. The guitar gets traded out mm. for a synthesizer, which drives a lot of the melody, um, which I think is interesting. I'm always looking for synth-driven rock. I don't think there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of rock bands that forego the the guitar.
0: Um, no, I you know especially I, hardcore, right. you know, not not, you know, not you know, rocking that I hard. A, yeah. I can't think. I can't think of one. Yeah, I was really shocked when I realized. Wait a minute, that's yeah, safe. it was a new
3: thing for me. That's really. What drew me in and I don't feel like the synth itself is stuff that I've heard very often you know it's it's not Mm -hmm. um pulling from like the classic 80s patches that have persisted Mm -hmm. um, and become ubiquitous at this point it feels like they're really trying to come up with new stuff and it's a bit more melodic I think than a lot of hardcore hardcore tends to not be super melodic but even their lighter songs, I think, have this like dark eeriness underneath them, mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. find the melodies to be very predictable. That's another kind of fun thing about it. But this song in particular, Delete It, I like because it's kind of catchy. It has this cool vocal refrain in the chorus, and the lyrics kind of have this classic uh, hardcore punk exuberance to them about wanting to feel alive. I think... In the chorus, he says, I just want to feel it, not delete it. Something realer and distinguished. I just want to feel more alive. So, yeah, it definitely has that feeling. It also, I think, could be interpreted as kind of a like a tears in the rain observation about current cultural trends and how quickly we digest art. And Jim, you had mm. mentioned the song being called Delete It, which also makes me think. It has some relation to technology because that's really the only time you hear that word used. So,
0: well, it is true. And you're studying recording engineering. What's going to happen if we find out, you know, ten years in the future that digital files were self-destructing the way vintage analog tape would eventually begin? You melting? got
3: everyone ditching their physical media at this point, right? Buying videos on Amazon, and
0: how long is that stuff actually there? You know let's dive into this. This is MS Paint with Delete It. Our new Columbia intern, Max Hatlam, with a great pick, MS Paint. Uh, And now we will always think of him, Greg, as a Screamo fan. (laughs) Uh, As always, though, we want to hear your picks. Leave them in a voice message on our website or leave a comment in our Patreon community. When we come back, we'll share more of our recent buried treasures and hear more from our production staff on Sound Opinions. And we are back. This week, we're sharing some of our latest batch of Buried Treasures, new under-the-radar music you need to hear and probably wouldn't, let's face it, <laughs> unless we highlighted it. Uh, let's hear from our producer, Andrew Gill. Andrew, what do you got for us?
4: What's up, guys? Um, you know, last time we did Buried Treasures, uh, I picked a band called Bonnie Dune, and you guys just mm-hmm. you assumed that I was uh, picking another Irish band. That, in that case, <laughs> yes. I was
0: you were wrong. but Because and, of your summer vacation in Ireland. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah.
4: But now I'm back on my Irish stuff. So uh, I, I got a, a, an artist named um, John Francis Flynn, and the song is Mole in the Ground. Um, and John Francis Flynn is part of that Dublin scene that uh, Jeff mm-hmm. Travis has been scooping up onto his uh, folk imprint of Rough Trade uh, called River Lay uh, mm. label, and... Um, He put out one album uh, last year, I think it was, uh, no, 2021 actually, and um, got a lot of notice for It. That album was called I Would Not Live Always, but his new album coming out in November is called Look Over the Wall, See the Sky, and this is the lead single. It's it's been out for a couple weeks now. Um, Mole in the Ground, it sounds like this kind of trancey, droney very modern, uh, song that, that has these bursts of noise that come, um, while he just keeps kind of repeating these lines over and over again, wish I was a mole Mm -hmm. in the ground. Um, but you know, it's not actually a new song. It's from 1928. Um, it was written by an American anti-establishment folk singer named Bascom Lamar Lunsford. Um, and he's it was kind on the of
1: Harry Smith uh, folk anthology. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, uh, yeah,
4: great. I would expect
1: Greg to know that, but I did not know that.
0: So someday, when I have a spare two hundred hours, I'll finish listening to no, Harry Smith's anthology.
1: It, it's a very famous song in the folk community. Yeah, and, uh, it's been covered
0: by many, many people. But I, so I was really pleased to hear. Yeah. Now see, I know the Duke's of Stratosphere's Mole song. Do you know that? I idiot? don't know that one, no. <laughs> mole in the Ministry. Ah. XTC and its psychedelic uh, Okay, that, okay. You know,
4: well, this yeah. this album has going to have a number of songs that are pretty familiar like he's doing a version of Dirty Old Town and a version mm. of Kitty that the songs that the Pogues made f- famous, you know, long ago. Um and so he's kind of putting this new spin on these sort of Traditional Irish things he calls uh, his album psych Celtic in a way <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, so he's sort of like skewering some of these expectations of Irish music, but then also sort of continuing that tradition and continuing I think that tradition psych moving Celtic it is,
0: forward. is is awkward. I think you ought to write John Francis Flynn, uh, my old pals in Minneapolis boiled in lead who, I didn't know this, a Patreon uh, uh, supporter of the show wrote in and said, hey, Jim, I'm surprised you didn't mention Boiled and Lead's cover of Ra, 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 Rasputin ah, when I did the Boney M song as right. a bonus, right? I was like, I didn't. Even, I saw that band a million times. I never heard that song. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I think the right term is Celtodelic.
4: Oh, Celtodelic, <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Celtodelic.
0: Boiled and Lead had coined that. Psychedelic, rock and reel, they mm. called their music. Nice, mm. nice.
4: Rock yeah. and reel. Uh, Well, let's go ahead and hear the song. Uh, It's Mole in the Ground from John Francis Flynn. I wish it was a mole in the ground.
0: drew gill in time for saint patrick's day a, a little bit early another irish artist john francis flynn greg it's back at you what do you got well uh
1: i was exchanging some notes with uh with friends uh, in austin and uh they alerted me to this band Moonkill. it's a new band uh, apparently not a bunch of new guys they've uh it's a quartet in austin texas that uh they're all seasoned seasoned That's what we call veteran seasoned. musicians. They've been around the block. Of they the sound seasoned, yes. Greg,
0: in that classic stoner rock way.
1: That's right. Well, and they uh, they put out an EP called The Kong Sessions, and apparently there's a new album on the way later uh, this year. Um, and, you know, it's its kind of like at that crossroads of punk and metal. And the singer, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, is this like a Misfits record or something? Mm. That Glenn, Glenn Danzig kind of uh, vocal style. It's almost like a crooning... Uh, metalhead punker, you know. Yeah, but on um, top of like a desert rock groove. Yeah, ma- those riffs. Yeah, great, uh, great riffs. So th- it was. It's a combination of sounds that I think is really cool. Uh, and I don't know, wh- you know, if they've got uh, you know a dozen more songs in them that are this, as good as this one. But I really dug this song, "Dead Holiday" from the Kong Sessions EP, a Prelude to the full length due apparently in October from a band called Moonkill on Sound Opinions. New stuff from Austin, Texas. Always a, a very fertile music scene. Oh, You've yeah. You've got another band to
0: watch from there. Good stuff, Greg. Uh, giving us our, our hard rock fix on this episode of Buried Treasures. Um, I am going to Berlin right now uh, by way of Tel Aviv for an artist named Mary Ocher. Uh I'm going to play a track called Is Life Possible that's from an album coming out in November. Approaching Singularity. Music for the end of time. <laughs> There's a cheerful title, okay? Uh, Mary Oker has collaborated in the past with Barry Burns of Mogwai and, uh, you know, actually members of Faust uh, living in Berlin. Um, Her parents had uh, moved—she's of Jewish-Ukrainian descent, and her parents had moved to Tel Aviv during the Gulf War. And then when she was 20, she moved to Berlin. It's been there ever since. Um, you know, disturbed by, in all the places she's lived, xenophobia and rampant nationalism. Uh, very political artist, okay? And the title, Is Life Possible?, of this track Mm. comes from a book by Judith Butler, Undoing Gender, and says, Mary, it refers to the inequality in the value of different lives, the increased trust in technology, and surveillance uh, of all of us all the time, right? Um, I think it it instantly shot me back to Oh, Superman by Laurie Anderson. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a vocoder vocal. And as uh, as befits a work inspired by uh, a book called "Undoing Gender," Mary sounds like a man, mm-hmm. right? With this vocoder, it is much less Drake and more vintage Laurie Anderson. Oh, Superman! And, uh, you know, the political perspective is there. There is one brief moment where the electronically altered uh, voice uh, yields to uh, Mary's own voice. Uh, I think that's the part we should highlight. Um, a fascinating track and, and a fascinating artist. Is Life Possible? by Mary Oka? I look at the piano. The piano looks at me. Am I
5: afraid of you? It's, okay.
3: My voice has validity, my tongue has validity, my fingers have validity on the words that they type. Is life possible?
0: Under which conditions?
3: Lives are worth living, mine was the first and the last. A collective dream of America. A thought swimming freely in a sack of human flesh. My voice has validity. My tongue has validity. My fingers have validity on the words that
0: make they... Is Life Possible by Mary Oker. <laughs> the album's going to be called Approaching Singularity. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I figured you would. My tongue has validity. My, my fingers have validity. I, uh, <laughs> I know. Wow. There is, there is commitment oh, and anger God. and insight, yeah. and, uh, but also humor. Uh, again, uh, like Laurie Anderson, I can't get enough of that. Creep me out in a good way.
1: I want to go to a band called Nation of Language, apparently started in Brooklyn by Ian Devaney, and uh, his wife, Aidan Noel, became a, uh, the keyboardist in the group. So it's, it's basically, a, it, it's had an evolving lineup, but those two seem to be the, the core of the group. It's a trio currently. There have been other members as well. They've released three albums. Their, their, their third one is uh, just out, Strange Disciples. Um, Synth-based, but uh, there's more live instrumentation on this album Is they sort mm. of evolving in that direction. Uh, what I like, you know, some people have compared them. I, I guess Devani is a big fan of uh, uh, OMD, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, that uh, British uh, synth-pop band, back in the early days of that genre. And the one thing that OMD always had um, was the songwriting. You know, it wasn't just about technology and playing with this new technology and these new sounds and these new ways of making music, but the fact that there were actual songs there as well. Here, there's uh, the humanity they find inside the machines. There's sort of a warmth to their songs. They pit this sort of melancholy vocal over the top of these uh, jittery beats and these icy atmospherics, and I think that's a really cool combination that for for me never gets old when it's backed up by songs of this consistent quality. Uh, this is a song from Nation of Language's new LP called Soul Obsession on Sound Opinions.
0: That is Nation of Language, Soul Obsession. You know, you are uh, the biggest New Order fan I know, <laughs> and uh, I hear New Order more than OMD, and it's not the only one among your, well, your picks this episode. Not a bad thing for me. Um, I'm going to stay in Berlin. My last artist was from Berlin, and so is Helene Wies, uh, or V, if we want to use the pr- French pronunciation. It's a track called No Sugar. Helene in Berlin is really looking for inspiration, I think, at the neo-soul sounds of America and uh, uh, the U.K., Uh, She's drawing inspiration from the electronic music that Berlin is famous for, but also we have a lot of hip hop, a lot of jazz, a lot of that vintage kind of neo soul in her music, a great, great voice uh, that just, uh, you know, she owns uh, the songs and and self-assured. And self-empowered, uh, singing often as in this song about the importance of bouncing back after getting knocked down uh, and standing up for yourself. I love this. Uh, you know, uh, trip hop too. You know, back uh, in in the mid '90s, that sound. A little bit of that in there. Uh, great stuff. No sugar by Helene Veece. Sugar, Helene Vese. I hope I'm saying her name right now. I am
1: hearing one of your favorite artists in that voice. Who's that? That uh, Macy Gray. I love Macy Neo Gray. Neo soul, uh, trip hop, a little bit of that vibe. From,
0: yeah. yeah you know. I'm thinking
1: of more Chiba too. Yeah. Now let's go to another one of our producers, Alex Claiborne. Alex, you are our pop queen. What are you going to play
0: for us? I don't want to stereotype you or pigeonhole you. Uh, that that's not that's not fair but at give all. Us. <laughs> because because Alex is as big on what is uh, offensively called sad indie girl music well, as she is on the pop music. I'm looking for some hooks,
1: and you know Alex is going to give us some. I'm I guarantee it. What do you think, yes. Alex? Yes. I don't want to. You, you know,
5: I always bring the hooks, GK. That's so. Right the song I want to talk to you about today is by a group called infinity song. And, um, it's the name of the song is called haters anthem. Um, and, and, Infinity Song was formed in New York City in 2014. It is a sibling group. Currently, there's uh, four of them in the group: Abraham, Angel, Israel, and Momo Boyd. They are signed to Rock Nation, and they've been on the label for a number of years. But this song I came across on Spotify and found out that it has also been making the rounds on TikTok. And as you, you know, if you listen to the song, you'll know why. Is it is a satirical approach to the idea of, you know, both reveling in being a hater and also a criticism towards quote unquote haters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a it's a big juxtaposition song in the lyrics. You know, I love the way it feels to be a hater, um, <laughs> and. It, you know, the idea of like, I will never actually persevere and, but I will criticize other people. And so I, I like the song in that you can interpret it in different ways, depending on how you're feeling. If you're feeling like other people aren't supporting you or championing you, you can say, you know, you can interpret it as like, yeah, they don't know what they're talking about. But if you feel like being a hater that day, then you can interpret it as it being like fun and affirming in a way
0: well they make they make hating sound like so much fun alex that that middle of the song with the synth run that just yes. keeps repeating that is like oh we're gonna have a good time hating yeah <laughs> alright
5: it is like I love the production because the production is so sweet and it almost has a retro feel with that like the synth and kind of almost like an organ sounding situation mm-hmm. and a little bit almost like 70s and normally I'm not the biggest fan of when many people sing like the same line um, I you know I like I love a good harmony and I definitely think that infinity song implements them in this uh, particular track but there's Something retro in the production and very contemporary Gen Z in the lyrics, which I I liked that (laughs) um, sort of next to each other as well. So this is Hater's Anthem by the group Infinity Song on Sound Opinions.
0: Fine, fine pick by Alex. Infinity song, haters' anthem. As always, we want to hear your picks. Leave them in a voice message on our website or start a conversation in our Facebook group. We have more than 3,500 music fans just waiting to see what kind of treasures you unearth. When we get back, more buried treasures in a minute on Sound Opinions. I And we're back. This week,
1: we're sharing new music that we're excited about and think you need to hear. And that uh, leads me to Chuck Strangers, a hip-hop artist out of New York City. You know, New York City hip-hop in the 2000s, you know, I would say probably going back to the Def Jux days, you know, with LP, Mm. Cannibal Ox, Billy Woods lately, you know, uh, well, actually for the last three decades, that sort of underground hip-hop vibe, I just, I'm a total sucker for that. And uh, Chuck Strangers is very much in that mold. Uh, New York artist, he's been making music since the middle of the last decade. So for you know 10, 12 years now, the way the soul samples are sort of smudged and, and twisted. It's very artistic the way they're using the sampling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the down-tempo beats, you know, sort of a psychedelic vibe, very interior type of um, rapping. And in this particular song, Chuck's addressing his past. He grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, the 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 EP is the boys and girls. You know he's mm. talking about his, his childhood in in Brooklyn, and uh, in comparison to most of the album, the track I'm going to play is kind of upbeat. It's got the horns and the gospel backing vocals. It, it has you know, a soul
0: it, intro, it but definitely but, has that. You know Chuck's uh, rapping style. If he was any more laid back, mm. he'd be you know six feet under. Yeah, no, it's 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 you know again,
1: it's very interior. You know, it's yeah. not the guy shouting in the arena. It's the guy in the bedroom making this music. Yeah. You know, it's very, very much an intimate kind of thing. Uh, and it's a cool sound. The track I want to play is a Prospect Park West from the Boys and Girls EP by Chuck Strangers on Sound Opinions.
0: Flying down prospect Park West Split head in my chest Dope. he look like Shen Long, I transfer me some money I can spend on, and Bison, I'm the boss, new standard, set on course, black until I'm horse and a corpse, laid in the mausoleum, allies the franchise, the key holder of the enterprise, who set aside pride to ride, I smile, I knew the sun would rise in time, celebrate the ground, bitches sit and whine, most of the time they be men, left with no instructions how to get it in, I got a million friends, I only trust about four or five of them, to really speak in confidence, I so split some money up from stick into all kinds of this you ain 't privy i to be in the city it say million stories, most of them sad and boring I see i 'm trying to be i 'm knowing life is never one thing I learn to see what it brings and not to trust anything and try smoke
5: dope and let my angels sing
1: That is Prospect Park West from
0: chuck stranger 's new hip hop from New York City. Cool stuff, Gregg uh, after two from Berlin, I am coming to Chicago. Uh, Madam Reaper and a song called Goblina. <laughs> all right. When when I get a pitch on an artist, I should be excited about because it's vampire synth. Uh, all right. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to give it the twenty second test at least. Uh. You know. But uh, Kira Ledholm has not only uh, created a new genre or or is playing with bringing a little goth into, you know, kind of classic New Order, Kate Bush, uh, La Femme, uh, synth pop. Uh, She's created this whole backstory of this character, Greg. Uh, Madame Reaper runs a rogue uh, strip club (laughs) where uh, lewd customers uh, who do not respect the women are murdered. (laughs) It's a (laughs) little harsh. And and the cover of this forthcoming album, both her band and the album are named uh, Madam Reaper's Gentleman's Club. The uh, cover of the... Forthcoming recording shows her, you know, kind of glammed out, sunglasses, black lipstick, her legs up, uh, with uh, three uh, gentlemen in uh, in white shirts and tie, uh, uh, a bloody mess. Their corpses at her feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we know Halloween's coming, girl. Hey, Halloween's coming. Th- this is a uh, a fun uh, record, despite all that horror. I really dig it. Goblina by Madame Reaper. It's my Sabrina by Madam Reaper. I I like goth, you know, but goth can take itself too seriously. So when it's mixed with the the, the synth pop hooks and just this silly persona, uh, yeah, you got me. Yeah, you know the the pop part was what what interested me.
1: It was it almost felt like a Max Martin production or something. Oh yeah, it's, you know, it's really, uh,
0: Alex would even like
2: it.
1: Yeah, I'm telling you, it's kind of a, it is in that in in that uh, area uh i am gonna my final pick is going to be uh from a band named deeper uh chicago quartet you know i i realized a lot of my picks have this sort of cold wintry vibe i think i'm stealing myself for chicago winter or something like that It's you know there's there's a lot of gray you know it's and it's uh but i love that stuff and and uh this, the, this Chicago quartet has this. Apparently, they, ju- they, they just got signed to Sub Pop. Um, really? Third album coming out on Sub Pop uh, called Careful. And uh, they, they, the band went through some hardships. Uh, their, their, their guitarist left the band a few couple of years ago. It was an acrimonious breakup. And a couple of years ago, their guitarist died by suicide. And mm. the band sort of had to recalibrate. Obviously, that casts a pall over everything you do uh, from that point on. And I think you can hear a little bit of that grayness in, in, in the sound here. You know, also the pandemic, the sort of idea of isolation, the idea of being, you know, it's, it's you know, you're in this one place for a, a long period of time. You've just experienced this tragic loss. There's an eeriness, an eerie vibe in, in the music. and it, 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 it's, But it's, at the same time, it's fascinating. I love the way in this particular track that I'm gonna play, Those typewriter beats playing Mm. off that guitar and the way the vocals seem to emerge kind of ghost-like. They're not sort of in the front of the mix. They're kind of within that. But I I just, I I, I like the mix of textures in this song in particular. Really um, wonderful record from Deeper called uh, the Careful LP. Here's a track called Telly on Sound (laughs) of Telly from a band called Deeper on Sound Opinions. I also hear your uh, New Order
0: love (laughs) there. A little more Joy Division-y, maybe. Uh, Joy Division, yeah. Same same continuum. I have an artist next, Greg. uh, Gay Su Akyol, A-K-Y-O-L, Turkish psychedelic rock artist i i love that so people are always saying where do you get uh where do you get these treasures right and and you and i we usually give a little blurb up top you know our antenna are up all the time uh everything uh social media conversations uh and for some reason don't ask me why the amount of email we still get um, <laughs> right i'm on the bryant park minneapolis mail list for concerts that are happening in bryan park in minneapolis and uh, gay sue akil was making her american debut <laughs> i'm not going to drive six and a half hours to minneapolis to see her but i uh you know started listening to the music and and it's fascinating we have traditional turkish anatolian music uh turkish classical psychedelia surf <laughs> rock post-punk with this kind of futuristic approach. Fascinating young woman. She's a painter as well as a singer and musician and an anthropologist. Okay. And, Greg, another Sub Pop connection. Uh, put out a single just recently on Sub Pop, a cover of Love Buzz. Mm love buzz actually nirvana's first single for sub pop uh they didn't write it you know was a cover of the dutch uh band shocking blue and uh you know if you're gonna follow in nirvana's footsteps covering anything or anybody uh those are big shoes to fill gay uh doesn't even try takes it in a completely different direction um you know I, I just love it. So Gay Sue Akyo with Love Buds. Would
3: you believe me when I tell you You are the
0: king of my dreams Please don't deceive me
2: when I hurt you It just ain't the way it seems and not So spread your wings
0: and fly. Now that's a sound you don't hear every day, huh, Greg? uh, Gay Sue Ackill, covering Love Buzz. Her own music's fantastic, too, but I can only find live recordings. I don't know if she's going to do more for Sub Pop. You know, this was her first trip to America. Turned heads, uh, not only in Minneapolis, but uh, Philly, D.C., Boston. Didn't make it to Chicago, I don't think. Mm. But uh, I want to hear more. Well, I I love that song. I love the Shocking Blue
1: original uh, yeah. a lot. Uh, you know, it was kind of cool that Nirvana covered it. Uh, but they also I don't know if you heard the the there's a version that they did in Turkish, right? Yeah, uh, it, with a zaz I think. Yeah, it, it is, it's kind of like the main instrument, and it that's really cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> You know, but it's like a little spin on this the, the, the cover that they're doing, and I, I almost like that version even
0: better. But uh, it's a cool song, and, and you can't go wrong when you cover it all right greg uh, uh not that i want to be unfair but i got one more pick and sure. it's uh from a listener on patreon uh john kostiak uh wrote to us and said hey i appreciated the brief mention of dc go-go uh recently we were, we were reviewing the big frida album mm-hmm, right and i said this got this kind of go-go vibe i love that sound and you chimed in instantly i love that sound too And uh, John wrote us, I lament that sounds never gone national. As a DC resident, I wanted to let you know this incredible genre uh, which leaves nobody in their seats, is alive and well. I just saw the Jogo Project the other night, and I'd recommend them as a good starting point since they have members of Chuck Brown's old band, P-Funk, and other well-loved acts. Perhaps they could be covered in an upcoming Desert Island jukebox pick. Well, John, here they are as a buried treasure. Um, Long Running Act, uh, founded in 2014, doing that Go-Go, that irresistible Go-Go uh, groove. Big band, right, as all those Go-Go bands are. Mm-hmm. A lot of drumming, all about the rhythm. Uh, and this is an unusual track because it's a Christmas song. <laughs> yeah. uh, Joe-Go Christmas. I, You know, a lot of what's online is pretty old. I gather they don't record that often. This was the most recent. I think it was 2018 or 2020. Mm-hmm. And look, I know, we're not even at Halloween yet. I don't want to be like the department stores that are putting out... Christmas trees now. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm not playing for the Christmas content. I'm playing it for the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you didn't know what we were talking about when we said go go and Big Frida, or what John is encouraging us uh, to celebrate that go go sound, man, it's all about that rhythm. The Jogo Project, playing go go music, Jogo Christmas. <laughs>
3: Christmas tree and a brief out on my door
2: Can I on my table?
0: The Jogo Project, Jogo Christmas. We we both love Go Go music. Well, I
1: love that vocalist.
0: Uh, Yeah, kind of a Dinah Washington thing going on there, I thought. You know, jazzy, kind of uh, vocal on top of that. Yeah, really cool, really neat stuff. And that wraps up our buried treasures for this time around. As always, we want to hear from you. Leave your picks in a voice message on our website so we can share them on the show. Greg, what do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we
1: are going to uh, pay tribute to our late, great uh, recording engineer, Mary Gaffney. And do not forget to check out our bonus podcast feed
0: wherever you get your podcasts. Paying tribute to a colleague and friend we lost, but also revisiting some of our best-ever live sessions on Sound Opinions. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to Sound Opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. The show is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, and our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo. Our Columbia College intern is Max Hatlam, and our social media consultant is Katie Cott.